Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Abby Choi seemed to have it all. She was a beautiful woman from a rich and wealthy family in Hong Kong. When she wasn't hanging out with her beautiful children in her luxurious home, she was being flown across the world to Fashion Week by some of the biggest brands in the world. Her career was thriving and she was being featured by Vogue and had hundreds of thousands of followers across social media. She was a kind person who dedicated much of her free time to various philanthropic ventures. She even founded her own charity for stray animals. When she went missing this year, nobody could prepare themselves for what was about to unfold in a case that is now being dubbed the real-life parasite. This is the story of the murder of influencer Abby Choi. Abby Choi was born on the 11th July 1994 to a wealthy and prestigious Hong Kong family and she was the youngest of four daughters. The 28-year-old had all the makings of an it girl. She was a model, a socialite and she had amassed over 100,000 followers on Instagram and led a glamorous and very aspirational life that many could only dream of. She was often photographed in designer outfits, couture dresses, expensive handbags, and Abby didn't hide that she was living this glamorous lifestyle. She was a regular at Fashion Week and recently attended the Dior show at the most recent Paris Fashion Week in February of this year. She had been featured in international publications like Elle, Vogue and Harper's Bazaar and was often referred to as one of the most sought after influencers in the industry. She was known for her well-polished and couture looks. She did not do things casually. Instead, she dressed in delicate chiffons and tulle, intricate lace dresses, and sometimes, just when he thought you had her pinned, she'd switch it up and she'd serve you a streetwear look. No matter what kind of look she was giving, though, you could bet on it that it would be polished, curated and top to tail put together. This is the kind of woman who didn't have a hair out of place. She achieved what so many influencers could only dream of. She wasn't just a follower of fashion and trends, but a friend of the fashion elite. When you look on her Instagram, you'll see pictures of her with designer Giambattista Valli having dinner with Dior, Chanel and sitting front row at Louis Vuitton. She had successfully crossed the line from influencer to fashion elite. In Europe and America, we are likely to be a little ignorant about the influencer economy over in Asia, specifically Hong Kong and China. There is, of course, a major language barrier. And because of this, most of the time, there's no major pressure for Chinese and Hong Kong influencers to break into Europe and the US because they have their own captive audience over there. 
The influencer industry in China was estimated to be worth about 100 billion yuan in 2021. And the entire influencer economy is expected to swell to almost 7 trillion yuan in 2025. That's nearly a trillion euro. According to media data agency TopCloud, in 2020, there were more than 9 million influencers in China with a fan base of over 10,000 followers. This is more than anywhere else in the world. Now, Abby's following on Instagram is pretty modest as far as Western influencers go. Very few influencers over here with 100,000 followers are being flown to Paris for front row seat at Dior. Let me tell you that. But remember, Instagram is not widely used in China. Instead, most people use WeChat, which is a pretty fascinating app that almost combines Instagram, WhatsApp, PayPal and online shopping all into one. And it's where Chinese-based influencers thrive and can make companies and themselves a lot of money through the in-app shopping experience. As well as WeChat, there is the app Doyin, which is the Chinese version of TikTok, which is also obviously huge. Abby Choi came from, as we said, a very wealthy family who ran a construction business with dealings on the mainland China They owned multiple large commercial buildings on the mainland. They were very, very, and still are, very well off. Hong Kong is a hub for the wealthy, and it's a capitalist haven with money and wealth reigning supreme. Those that have it are admired by those who want it. Since Abby was a child of this wealthy family, she had access to all the expensive bags, shoes, and vacations she wanted. She also had the luxury of time and freedom to dedicate herself to what she loved, and that was fashion. Despite being afforded these luxuries, Abby did work, and as we mentioned previously, she did very well for herself. In fact, she had an estimated net worth of around 17 million US dollars. Not bad. One of her last jobs before her life was tragically and brutally ended was the shooting of the digital cover of Le Ficiel Monaco in Paris. This was a major milestone in Abby's career. She was being recognised by a huge publication in Europe, which is a pretty monumental barrier to cross for an Asian woman. They described her as a fashion icon and a media personality who's taken the world by storm with her impeccable sense of style and her unbridled passion for fashion. They also said she was one of the most sought-after influencers in the industry with a keen eye for style and a trendsetter with fans from all over the world following her every move. Little did they know, that would be almost a swan song for Abby. Abby posted the cover photo on February on her own Instagram on February 15th. And she captioned it from Hong Kong to the cover of L'Officiel Monaco. My journey as a style icon continues. Grateful for this recognition and the continued support along the way. Little did Abby know that while she was enjoying the luxuries of the fashion capital of the world, back at home in Hong Kong, her death was being planned methodically by those closest to her. When Abby was just 18 years old, she married her childhood sweetheart, a man called Alex Kwong. Alex was from a much more normal family than Abby was. They were by no means poor, but he did not grow up anywhere as near as wealthy as Abby did. His father was a Hong Kong policeman. Couldn't find much information on what his mother did or if she worked even, but safe to say they were a pretty regular income family. 
Abby and Alex had two sons pretty early on in their marriage. Their eldest son is now 10 years old and throughout their marriage, Abby was the breadwinner of the family. She provided her husband and her family with a beautiful home and it seems Alex had no intentions of working now that he had married into Hong Kong high society. Now, like many couples who marry young, unfortunately their romance did not last and they separated in 2016 after four years of marriage. But unlike many couples who do separate, they actually remained friends, appearing on each other's social media from time to time over the years, and Alex would often refer to Abby as his sister on social media. After all, the pair grew up together, and they knew each other since they were teenagers. Abby clearly also held a lot of love for her ex-husband and her ex-in-laws. She would often post on social media hanging out with them and her kids. Keeping her children's life as happy and normal as possible was clearly a priority to the young mother. Abby's generosity was massive. She bought her ex-husband a four-bedroom, 1,800-square-foot luxury apartment in Hong Kong's exclusive Kadori Hills neighborhood. Now, this apartment was no ordinary apartment, and Kadori Hills is one of the most luxurious and prestigious neighborhoods in Hong Kong. It has previously been home to actors, celebrities, and all sorts of prestigious officials. Abby bought the apartment outright in 2019 for a whopping 12 million US dollars. She actually bought the property in her ex-father-in-law's name, a man called Kwong Kao. And this is rumored to be done so both as a gesture of good faith and to avoid the hefty, stamp duty that Hong Kong required, which would have been around $8 million. Living in the home was her ex-husband, both of his parents and her two sons. Now, this was not all the in-laws she actually took responsibility for. There was also Anthony Kwong, her ex-husband's older brother. He's a guy with a shady, shady history, so we're going to focus on him momentarily. While Abby was still married to Alex... Abby hired Anthony, his brother, as her personal driver, allegedly because he was unemployed and struggling at the time. He was also her former business partner. The pair were directors of companies that owned Bear Bear Snacks, a pancake stall, and it was reportedly involved to be in contractual disputes totaling of more of 130,000 Hong Kong dollars. When you look at Anthony's track record with money, It's clear he was bad at it. He had been sued by a bank for unpaid debt in 2019 and many people believe Abby fronted these companies for him on his encouragement. This pair also enjoyed a pretty good relationship and it was clear that Abby trusted him deeply with Anthony also referring to Abby as his sister on social media. Abby's love life did not end with Alex and in 2016 she met a man called Chris Tam who she married that year but they never made it official. They only had a ceremony. I guess they didn't really feel the need. Chris and Abby went on to have their own two children, making Abby the mother of four children by the age of 26. Chris seemed to fit in more with Abby's lifestyle. He was from a rich family and is the son of the founder of a popular chain of restaurants in Hong Kong called Tam Jai. Chris and Abby lived a lavish lifestyle with regular trips to Disneyland with all four kids, vacations on their private yacht and living in a beautiful mansion. Despite being divorced at a young age, Abby seemed to land on her feet when she met Chris and her already perfect life got even more perfect. She had a successful and wealthy new husband and her own career was taking off to new territories. But as you can imagine, behind the scenes, things were not as pristine as they seemed. As we mentioned before, 
Abby had bought the Kadori Hills apartment for her ex-in-laws, putting the property in their name, in her father-in-law's name to be precise. Abby was clearly a very generous person who wanted to do what was best for her family and unfortunately this meant she was open to be taken advantage of. Now whether it was just her getting older and wiser or maybe getting a new perspective from her financially independent new husband, Abby seemed too sour to the idea of providing such a luxurious place to live for her former in-laws who were living rent-free in the accommodation for close to four years now. We mentioned previously that her ex-brother-in-law Anthony had a bit of a dodgy past, but unbeknownst to Abby, he was not the only family member who was bad with money or had skeletons in his closet. Kwong Kao, Alex and Anthony's father, was a respected police sergeant for the Hong Kong Police Department. He received the Hong Kong Police Long Service Medal in 2001, and according to the standard, he was promoted to the position of detective sergeant after four years. However, he was embroiled in a massive scandal after it was alleged that he had abused his authority and met a female suspect on numerous instances under the pretext of carrying out an investigation before raping her. He was forced to resign from the force after he was released on bail. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Kwong Kao's wife, Jenny, was declared bankrupt in 2017. So no wonder the pair were eager for Abby to buy the luxury apartment in their name in 2019. In 2015, Abby's former husband, Alex, became a mastermind of an underground investment scam involving gold. Apparently, although violent crime rates in Hong Kong are very low, which is kind of ironic when we're discussing this case, investment scams are massive. As we said, there is a lot of money, a lot of business going on in Hong Kong, and that means a lot of scam artists. The China Times reported that Alex was in fact a known scammer who was arrested back in February 2015 for targeting male users of dating apps and persuading them to put money into gold investments that never existed. He scammed four Chinese businessmen out of $5 million of investments and ran away with the money and also allegedly has a string of petty theft charges and petty crime on his record. So when Abby came to the family and told them that she wished to sell the expensive apartment, it's presumed that the idea of downgrading their lifestyle did not go down very well. Even though Abby eventually promised to find the Kwongs a new home, This is how generous this woman was. Her plan was met with fierce resistance, especially from the family patriarch, Kwong Kao. 
who allegedly threatened to kill Abby if she kicked them out. The feud over the apartment led Abby to consult a lawyer who told her that as long as she could prove she paid for the property, she could receive the money from its sale. It's not clear whether or not the apartment was ever sold, but as far as I can see, there is no confirmation of sales records online, but records like this in Hong Kong and China are notoriously hard to find. No matter what, it's clear that the apartment was all the Kwong family had, and they were willing to do whatever it took to hold on to it. When Abby was in Paris shooting for Le Ficiel, her ex-father-in-law and ex-police officer rented a house in Lung Mai Tsun on Hong Kong mainland. Abby was eager to get home and return to her children and she did so around February 19th to 20th. I couldn't find an exact date. But on February 21st, she dropped her daughter to school in the morning and was scheduled to pick her up in the afternoon. But she never showed up. Her husband and family texted and called her, but to no avail. There had been no activity on her social media, which in her line of work was obviously highly unusual. As the hours passed, it became more and more clear that Abby was missing and something was terribly wrong. Abby was officially reported missing on February 22nd and at first police were convinced this was some kind of high profile kidnapping situation because of Abby's celebrity status and how she shared details on her lavish lifestyle they were convinced a ransom would soon be requested by gangsters. After a nationwide search that lasted only three days that included dogs, drones, scouring a cemetery and searching sewage manholes police were about to find something absolutely gruesome when they went to check up on some facts that weren't adding up from the woman's ex-in-laws. As we all know, the rich are always afforded special treatment. And look, let's call a spade a spade. Abby was rich and she was from a wealthy ass family. So the nationwide search was not done in halves. Over 150 police were put on her case and newspapers both nationally and at some point internationally were covering it. On the day she went missing, February 21st, she and her former brother-in-law, Anthony Kwong, were supposed to pick up her eight-year-old daughter from school. When police looked at the CCTV footage of Abby's last movements, they caught her on surveillance footage getting into the car her ex-brother-in-law drove for her, presumably to go collect her child. This led police to make contact with her ex-husband, his brother and their parents. But their inquiries were hindered as all three provided false and misleading statements, saying that they had not seen Abby since the 20th and police were quoted saying they created plenty of lies and smokescreens to mislead us. The police said causing investigators to waste time checking surveillance cameras in order to confirm their claims meant that they could have missed some details along the way. Then came a turning point in the case. The police knew the license plate of the car, so they were able to access its GPS to track its movements, which was when they saw the car drove from Abby's home to a district called Lung Mai Tsun, which was almost 50 kilometers away and nowhere near Abby's child school. Police began to focus on this area as an area of interest and they extended their investigation here, conducting interviews with locals, gathering CCTV footage, dashcam footage, all hoping to either catch a glimpse or find a trace of Abby somewhere. Within 24 hours, their focus began to narrow on a particular building and when they searched the building, police discovered a pair of human legs stuffed into a refrigerator. The legs were clearly female and they suspected this was Abby. But the story only goes darker and more gruesome. 
This apartment was apparently prepped like a kill room, like in Dexter. The walls and floors were covered in tarp and plastic to make, I don't know, the cleanup easier. It's almost as if whoever did this knew exactly how to get away with a murder, or at least they thought they did. On the same day, February 24th, only three days since Abby went missing, police found some of her belongings, including credit cards and ID cards in the home. Officers collected evidence including a meat grinder and cleavers, an electric saw, black raincoats, gloves and face shields. As the police searched further, they found something that belonged in horror movies. In the kitchen, on the stove of the vacant apartment, were two large pots, like catering-sized soup pots. They opened them up and indeed there was soup inside but they instantly grew suspicious about the meat. And to their disgust, when they tested it, the meat was human. The, the head, okay, um, it's a skull, actually. It's no skin um, or any uh, meat uh, on it. So basically it's a skull with hair, okay. And, uh, as I said, unfortunately, there's a hole uh, on the um, right side rear um, um, on the skull. So I, the, the, the pathologists believe that that should be the, the fatal, fatal attack on the victim. So in case you haven't guessed it, remember earlier on I told you that Abby's father-in-law rented an apartment while she was in Paris? Well, that apartment was not rented with the intentions of moving his family there. Instead, the former ex-police officer rented it with the sole intention of covering up the murder of Abby Choi, thinking he knew exactly how to get away with such a grisly crime. Luckily for the police, his name was tied to the lease, so they knew exactly who to look for. I mean, talk about the details being fine. Come on, dude. Police were on the hunt now for Kwong Kao, his sons, Alex and Anthony, and his wife, Jenny Lee. Police made the arrest the same day, February 24th, but Alex, her ex-husband, was nowhere to be found. This story was beginning to blow up and Alex was now the most wanted man in Hong Kong. Police had posted a 200 million Hong Kong dollar reward to anyone who could find Alex. Special forces were deployed all over the city. They were not willing to let him get away. The one thing you'll say about these police is like, They don't fuck around. They are going to find you. They're going to put you in jail. Alex was eventually found attempting to flee the country on a speedboat at a large port in Hong Kong with around 64,000 US dollars on him, another half a million US dollars worth of luxury watches on his person, and he had apparently bribed the boat driver with 100,000 Hong Kong dollars. Kwong Kao, Alex and Anthony have since been formally charged with the murder of Abby Choi and their mother Jenny Lee has been charged with perversion of justice for allegedly destroying evidence that would have implicated her in Abby's murder. The police then began a sweeping search for the rest of Abby's remains in a hillside cemetery that her father-in-law and brother-in-law had visited right after she had been reported missing. More than a hundred people were deployed, including divers who went into a drainage ditch near the cemetery. But remains of Abby are yet to be found. So what happened that day? Police believe that Abby was collected as per usual by her ex-brother-in-law Anthony, who had plotted this with his brother and his father to use it as a means to abduct her in broad daylight. They drove her towards the Lionsgate Bridge in Hong Kong and then they collected Alex. 
They believe Alex killed Abby by shooting her in the head. They think this because the seats in the car that they have since obviously seized was covered in blood and because the skull found in the soup pot had a bullet exit hole. The pair then met their father in the apartment he had rented to get rid of the evidence. Police said the family had given false information to deter them from their search and probably to give them more time to dispose of Abby's remains, but things were taking longer than they thought they would clearly and police caught them all before Abby had been destroyed. An unnamed 47-year-old woman, believed to be in a romantic relationship with Quan Cao, so his mistress, was arrested recently for allegedly helping him rent the apartment where the human remains are found and for renting a separate apartment to hide Abby Choi's ex-husband from the police. She hasn't yet been charged. But overall, seven people have been charged in connection to the case. Abby's two children with her ex-husband are currently in the care of her mother and there are rumours that her husband Chris Tam intends to adopt his stepchildren. Chris Tam said he was very thankful to have had Abby in his life and he praised her for being supportive. He said, When Abby was alive, she was a very kind person and always wanted to help people. I feel anyone who had the chance to be in her family are blessed. Abby was clearly a generous and a kind person. She came from wealth, but she was charitable, both in terms of philanthropic pursuits and in her personal life. She seemed to consistently put the happiness and security of those closest and connected to her above her own needs. It is just so gruesome and horrific to think that people who were once a second family, who benefited from so much from just knowing Abby and who benefited consistently from her wealth and connections that these people would be the ones to be so horrific and methodical and plot and kill her to someone, kill someone who was so kind to them and never showed them anything else but generosity. Not to mention that this was the mother to their children and their grandchildren and the person who made sure you had a roof over your head for the last four years. 47,000 women and girls worldwide were killed in 2020 by their intimate partners or their family. This means that on average, A woman or girl is killed by someone in her own family every 11 minutes. I don't know if Abby's murder could have been avoided, but look out for each other. Look out for your friends and I'll leave some resources below for anyone who feels unsafe at their own home. That is all we have time for today, you guys. Let me know if you enjoy the true crime episodes. I love researching them, even though they are so harrowing. But make sure to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode because it's going to be a good one and it's going to be the last of the season. Subscribe, give me a review and I'll see you all very soon. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.